You got your. Yes, you do. I got my thing. All right. He's got his thing, ladies and gentlemen. He has his thing. I got my thing. He got his thing. You got your thing, baby. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us on this perilous journey that we embark on every week for your enjoyment and for ours, Mm. where we, we drink the suds. Couple of buds, drink the suds, mm-hmm. and see where those suds take us. That's the new. That's I, the yeah, I like it. You like that's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, happy October, everybody! Yay! We're recording this. I mean, it'll be out on the third, so it's still the beginning of the month. Yep. And uh, so, let's just jump right in with what we want to do for the month. Okay, Got a real spooky idea. Mm-hmm. So we were we were we were kind of tossing ideas back and forth, thinking. You know, we should do something because, like, people, because it rhymes, <laughs> uh, people go sober during October, sober October, mm-hmm. right? It's like this whole big thing. Uh, other podcasters, they shall remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> the super. <laughs> that don't uh, need our publicity. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they do the whole sober October thing. And we thought, oh, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we could... Uh, we could do like the the non-alcoholic beers and see how they taste, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, Obi was like, "No, I want to get drunk. Yeah, I'd I'd prefer to get drunk. Yeah, it's more fun. Yeah. So instead of doing the non-alcoholic beers, ladies and gentlemen, this month we are go- we are on the quest to find the highest ABV that we can find, mm-hmm. the highest that we can get our hands on. This week we're starting very modestly. It's uh, it's in the range of like the highest that we've done. I think the highest that we've done so far is like, I don't know, maybe 12? 12, yeah. Something like that. 12 or 13. 12 or 13 around there, yeah. Uh, on the show. I mean, we've done yeah. higher, obviously, out. Yeah, we had meads and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, in, in my opinion, a mead doesn't count. Okay. I, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> Frankie the dog's making some noises. He's making some weird noises. Yeah. He might throw up. Uh, yeah, I don't think a mead counts. Okay, in my opinion, I don't know. Would you would you, would you get a mead? I, uh, I'm cool with like a barley wine, or like an like a really strong ale. Okay, all right. But a I, mead I, to me, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. You, I'm sorry, but a mead to me just is too close to just wine. Yeah. Well, in that case, I feel like a barley wine would be the same case. You think? Yeah. I would think. I mean, it's in the name. <laughs> yeah, that's we can't true. do that. We can't do cherry wine, cheer wine. Cheer wine. Any okay. kind of wine. Okay, never mind. We can do meads. Okay. I mean they're they're I mean they're technically a type of beer. Sort right? of. Yeah. I mean they're they're a spirit that wouldn't be categorized as a wine. Yeah. Yeah. Or 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 a liquor. Right. Right? Yeah. It's in that weird gray area. Yeah. So I think we've had meat on here before too. So Maybe. Maybe. I'm pretty sure we've had yeah, the I'm, uh I'm, the Viking blood back in the day. We had it on the show? I know we've had it before. Yeah, we I, had we had shots of it. Remember, we had. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that was after oh, that was. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, so we'll we'll do some research and make sure that we haven't done Vikings blood, but we'll do we'll do whatever we can find. We'll yeah, keep it within the parameters of obviously we're not going to have a wine or a vodka mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, it's going to be beer. We were talking about this before the show, and it's it's tough to find these specialty beers it is uh especially in anything but like a single tall boy yeah 
They 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 really want to make as much as they can out of these fucking things. Yeah, tend to be you, pricier, hard to find. I'll tell you guys about that in a second. But okay. let's get to what we have on tap for you guys. This week's brew is from the Boulevard Brewing Company. It is the Barrel Bourbon Barrel Quad. It's a barrel aged ale. And it comes in at a modest but still pretty high 11.2 ABV. I don't think there's anything modest about that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, you may not know where we're about to go. (laughs) (laughs) But let me tell you, MapQuest is telling us that we're on the ride to Titty Town. (laughs) New listeners are going to be so, so confused. <laughs> uh, well, let's clue them in. Yeah. You ready? Let's do it. This is the One Bear In Podcast. Mm. Here. Hear the pressure. This is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What up, Brucies? This is episode 234. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for liking, sharing, and subscribing to the podcast rating. It all is immensely helpful, and we appreciate all the work that you do. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. uh, The first thing you notice with these fucking things, I mean, they just immediately just right in the fucking, right in the back of your fucking No subtlety. No. Here's the beer. And I'm only, it's only going to get worse. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, I want to, I obviously, (laughs) we can, we can, not like worse tasting. Yeah. But. I mean, there's some very tasty high ABV beers. Yeah, we've had them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think that we should. We you can't we can't go any lower. Any lower than eleven. We can't go any lower than whatever we did the previous week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, you could do the same okay. if you want to just try like a different flavor of something. Okay. Okay. But we can't like week three do something that's like ten percent. Like yeah. Drop to a nine or something. We're trying to find high ones. Okay. If you Google high ABV beers, you're gonna find like some shit that's like off the wall so shit that's yeah. like at the same level of like vodkas and shit <clears throat> excuse me hey these dogs are nuisances same same level of like vodkas and shit and i don't know if we can find those that would be dope are those really beer though is that I mean, really considered beer because i've seen these like i've seen on like a, a top list of highest abv beers yeah but it's like some freak show of a beer that costs a hundred dollars or yeah, something, you know? Right, right. I don't know yeah, if that I, counts. I, I, like, I, what I, is that? To, I, I'm not. Um, I'm not a fan. It's just. Yeah. It's just like an experiment of like, you know, what can we? Like that can't taste good. Right. Well, I, I mean, remember uh, what was it called? The 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 Waldo special, mm. uh, the dogfish head one. That's like mm, super mm-hmm. hoppy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Was it something that had to do with like mathematics or something? Oh, the Walden one was a different one. That's a special edition that only comes out like once a year. That was actually pretty good. Very strong. Yeah. Um, there's another one that was supposed to be like the hoppiest beer that they've ever made or something. Yeah. And it just, it just tastes like too much. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, whenever they do those, like just we're doing it because it's the most extreme thing. It's like, yeah, but is it good? Yeah. Cause it's probably not good. And I think, um, I mean, cool to do that, you know, do whatever you want, obviously, but it's just like, it's a novelty. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's like, uh, I, I feel the same way about like wild food challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't like, I don't like seeing bur- like burgers with like eight patties on them yeah. and like the, you know, they're like a foot high. It's like, it's make it food first. Right. You know, like these fucking, you know, like 15 pound burritos and shit. It's like, (laughs) but is it good? Like at some, yeah, exactly. At some point, like it can't be good. We made the biggest pizza. Yeah. It just like, it, it, it can't be good. Like there, at some point you lose quality control over, you know, just going for the novelty of it all. Right. And, you know, I just, now, I do I do fuck with like a spicy wing challenge because there's still first of all it's still like a human sized portion usually mm-hmm. and then second I mean the the spice may be almost inevitable in inedible mm-hmm. inevitably inevitably inedible it still tastes pretty good yeah hopefully usually yeah yeah, yeah you want it to anyway. well you see it with like hot ones whenever people get to the uh, the bomb it's yeah. like uh, countless guests have said. This doesn't taste like food. Yeah. <laughs> this tastes bad. Yeah, this tastes my, like pain. Somebody said it tastes like battery acid. <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah, it's super hot, but like, is it good? Yeah, at what point do you you know at what point I think you go I think you should go right up to the line. You can skirt the line, but yet there has to be a line yeah. to where we go, all right, this is no longer food mm-hmm. anymore. It's yeah. just a, a, a thing that you like you can't eat this. Yeah. You know? Like the shit you see on Instagram where people are like, oh, it's so cheesy. It makes me want to... And you're like, who's going to eat that? I saw one thing where 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 it's some restaurant in New York where he took a wing and then like he... he it was like... A, I, I don't remember if it was skewered or if he had it in chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Then he, with another stick, grabbed cheese mm, and then like it. wrapped it like, yeah. like, um, like taffy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, that's... That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Or the, uh, have you ever seen the one where it's like the entire concept is they just put melted cheese on everything? Yeah. They have the entire slab oh, the of big, cheese. the big block yeah, of and cheese they and they just, <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, oh God, oh, oh my I God, I want to, I want to live in it, blah, blah, blah. Dude, unless you're like pouring it over like poutine or just like fries or something, yeah. like that's in, inedible. Yeah. And there cheese. is, I'm sorry. What is that? Is that Bo? Bo, yeah. Oh. Is he licking his nuts? Bo's He's licking, licking his ass. Yeah, it's licking his ass. Uh, it's getting freaky in here. As we talk about food. Sorry if you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> We've um, had multiple complaints about people yeah, eating. Yeah, sorry. Listening to this podcast, so we apologize. Um, Shit, what was I going to say? What was I talking about? Man? Well, unless it's on something that's meant to have cheese on it. it's. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, there's... Look. Y- you can meme it all you want, but there is a level when there is too much cheese. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it's like, uh, I mean, they've they've done that with bacon before. We're just We're, put bacon on everything. Yeah, just, and, and then it's just like, oh, so it's just a bowl of bacon. Right. That's what I'm going to eat? Well, like the uh, the YouTube channel when they do the um the, oh, uh, 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 the, the fucking yeah the super, fat fucking superfood super whatever yeah the, uh, man man fucking i forgot what it's called <laughs> know, we used to watch it all the time exactly it's people are like long. screaming at this they know yeah. exactly what we're talking about with 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 harley yes i'm gonna look it up yeah just just look it up i don't want to fuck up the laptop looking it up yeah that's fine not like my laptop's not powerful enough to do it, but the recording gets fucked up sometimes when I have too many tabs open. Yeah, we've had many an issue. So, uh, yeah, there's just uh, there's just a point where there's too much. Like the bacon weave is too much. Okay. Epic like, meal time. Epic meal time. That's there you right. go for everybody who was pulling their hair out over that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the bacon weave. You know, if if you're doing like one layer of it, and it's like a lasagna. Like like what they do is obviously. To a point where it's like you're not actually supposed to eat this. We're 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 taking this to the zenith of of what this can be. Yeah. But like, uh, just when you see, yeah, that 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 block of cheese thing really bothered me when I first saw <laughs> that. It really did. When people well, as, were like losing their minds over it. As a moderately lactose shit. intolerant man, all those videos personally offend me. <laughs> yeah, they're just it's just that's. It's too much, man. It's too yeah. much. When I went to uh, when I went to go see South in um, uh, Ohio, they have. Uh, he, he tells this fucking story all the time. Singer of the podcast. Singer of the podcast. You're lead singer. Friend of the show. Writer of the podcast. I mean, not the, not the writer whole thing. of the podcast. He didn't write the whole script. Yeah. Just half of it. No, he wrote the song and recorded. It's all him. Yeah. We. I went to visit him in in Cincinnati, and. Um, in Ohio, if you know what the, you know, they're famous for Skyline Chili, mm-hmm. and another chili place, Red Star, I think. Uh huh. I would. It seems know. vaguely Russian. Red Star. Red Star. <laughs> it's something Star A ham- or Red or something. Sickle Chili. <laughs> Either way, we went to uh, we went to Skyline, and their chili was. I mean, you know, they're known for it. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. But dude. I mean, first of all, they put the fucking chili on everything, mm-hmm. and then they put cheese on everything. Yeah, and we she brought the fucking plates out, and we had like hot dogs, the chili. Well, like we had chili dogs, and yeah. then like he got spaghetti. Yeah, I've heard about the chili on spaghetti. Yeah, and they put mad cheese on the fucking on everything, dude. It yeah. was like it. It was like a cafeteria tray, and then there was a layer of food at the bottom, mm-hmm. and then just Covered. a blanket of cheese. <laughs> and I was like. Dude, what what is this? And he was like, it's 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 this is it. This is guy. I was like, there's so much cheese on this fucking plate. There is so, it, dude. It was, I couldn't do it. I couldn't eat it. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, it was too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you guys, there's too much. There's a level where there's too much cheese. I know that sounds blasphemous. Yeah, you fat bastards. <laughs> there's too much cheese sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I and need the- my fat and I need my salt. <laughs> Uh, there is there is a uh, something that looks horrible for you that I want to try at uh, specifically at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, uh, that's apparently a thing that people get all the time. It is uh, pizza fries. Pizza fries? Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a it's fries, put cheese and pepperoni on top. Okay. And you just eat it like that. No marinara. No marinara. No, no. It's just cheese and pepperoni, and it looks great. It's simple. <laughs> It's pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. 
Seems like something we could do here. Uh, yeah, we we could. <laughs> uh, also, the twisty potatoes, the uh, twist, uh, twisty potatoes, twisty, twi- twisted twisted tots or something like that, where they take a potato and they they spiralize it essentially on uh, a skewer, uh. and it's like roasted, so it's or fry it and it's crispy. Yeah, and you could, you know, so it's just like one long curly fry, basically. Yes, exactly. And I've always wanted one of those. Yeah, they, I, I fuck with that. They look awesome. How have we not got them before? I don't know. We never really get food. We always get food. Out, like outside of the park. We literally go to Moe's every year. That's what I'm saying, outside of the park. Once we're in there, we never get food. We always just get drinks. So wait, it's like a... It's inside. It's like vendors inside. Uh, you know like the food carts they have uh, out there? Uh-huh, uh-huh, they're all in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like the carnival. Gotcha. Yeah. I can tell you why. Uh-huh. Because they're like triple the price that of they course. should be. Of course. It's fucking insane. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's fuck, people just fucking charge whatever they want. Oh, that reminds me. The fucking beer. Dude. Segway. When we went to... Or I, I, uh, I went to Pat's. Local uh, uh, liquor store establishment here. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of our, our, our spirits from mm-hmm. there. They used to be our go-to. Right by UCF. Yep. Um, and shout out to Pat's. It's still like a good place. Although we have talked about like it's not, it's not what it used to be. Yeah, and it's not, and I'll say that again publicly. It's, it's not what it used. <laughs> I'm not to be. afraid. I'm not. I'm not afraid of Pat. There used to be like you know super fucking cool chill ass dudes that work there. Now like, there's just like really young college kids because obviously it's right next to the school. Yeah, it's in the middle of the college town part area. Yeah, so I get it, you know. But still, I miss what it used to be. <laughs> Anywho. Times. So I go in there looking for a really high ABV beer. As we need. Mm-hmm. And I'm and they have like a pretty good selection of beer. Surprisingly, as Obi said earlier, it's kind of hard to find a high ABV mm-hmm. beer. Like you, you know, you can get anything ranging from 3% to like 8%. Yeah. Once you get past that, you're you're looking at, you know, Marshall Zukoffs and, you know, imperial stouts mm-hmm. and like you said they're in like these those those little bottles that fucking you know they cost you an arm and a leg to get one bottle yeah and so i found a six pack of something i forgot what it was it's not really important because we're not going to get it but at pat's they do this really fucking annoying thing where they just let people take a can or a bottle from a six pack or four they just they let people demolish the actual setup. Yeah. You have a six pack. They just let people pop one off and say, "Hey, can I just have this can?" Yeah, and you can make. I think you can make like custom six yeah, packs. Yeah, you man. Like that. Fucking fuck that. Well, it pisses I mean, me off. Well, I mean, fuck it for the reason you're about to say. Exactly. So <laughs> I find a, a what would have been a six pack, and it would have been perfect. It was like twelve point five ABV or something. It looked pretty good, but two of them were missing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, two were missing. You'd think that, I don't know, you do the math, two less of a thing yeah. means I pay less on the thing. You would think, yeah. So I take it up front and say, hey, man, this is obviously missing two. Uh, can you price this out for me? I, I'll, I'll still take the four pack. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, let me, let me grab my uh, manager. Manager comes back and says, oh, uh, price it out per can. Okay. Does the math. Eight dollars and ninety nine cents, which is I forgot to tell you this. It was it was actually originally nine dollars. 
He, he took off a and penny he took for off, you? No, he took off 50 cents. It went to eight fifty. Okay. So he took off 50 cents, but it was still originally $9 a can. Yeah. On a four-pack that was originally a six-pack right. that they let somebody take apart. So it was originally going to be, what, $36 yeah. on a four-pack that would have been that would have topped out at even being even even being crazy liberal with it $25 at the most yeah, right i would think $36 yeah. originally i'm like i laughed in his face i said are you fucking serious and he's like yeah sorry man that's what it is i'm like i'm not buying that and he's like ah. he actually was like he made this face like yeah i wouldn't do that either like that's a dumb idea that's probably smart <laughs> They don't give a shit anymore, man. No. They just don't give a shit. When's the last time you went in there? I mean, it's been months. You go in there and you know, you have the, they have the little placards for the price and what the beer is. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing is where it's supposed to be. Mm. Nothing. The prices are all fucked up. The placards are all over the place. I feel like this is becoming an indictment on Pat. <laughs> I'm trying not to be a dickhead about it, but they really are not taking good care of that place anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's all the front of the store where they have like liquor, obviously, and they'll have like girls out there, you know, giving out those yeah, samples. shitty samples yeah. of like, here's here's some whiskey. It's on like, sale you know, right now. You know this whiskey's dog shit. That's why it's on sale. Right. You don't put really good whiskey on sale. Really good whiskey doesn't need a promo girl. Exactly. Yeah. So you drink it and you're like, you, you know, you, you choke it down so you can keep talking to her. And it's, it's, but it's dog shit. Yeah. You know that the section, when you, when you walk right in, they used to have this section right to the, to the right of the cash register mm-hmm. where they would have beer and liquor. Yep. They'd have like their new arrivals for beer and then like their promo liquor. So it was always like fucking, um, fireball and shit. Yeah. And they don't have it anymore. All it is, it's filled with fucking vodka and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'm sure that's what sells now in that area. Of course, you know, of course. like there's that is party central. You just go there to get the cheapest liquor you possibly can. Maybe a, a 24 pack of the cheapest beer you can find. You know what sells, dude? You know what mm-hmm. sells in a college town? White Claw. White Claw. Yeah, it's. It's sickening oh, how yeah. much they want White Claw. Yeah. They're- well, it was smart, too, because they, they, I don't know if you remember this, recently, just I think maybe a couple weeks ago or maybe maybe three weeks ago, announced that there was a shortage. Yeah. And yeah. that made people go out and get it even more. Yep. People lost their fucking minds. And you know what? It. You can still find it. Yeah. I, I've never <laughs> I've never had a problem trying to find right. it. So I think that was a little bit of marketing. To get people oh, to come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, if it was, it'd be, yeah. be pretty smart because oh, yeah. it got people to go out in droves for that right. shit. I'm gonna just say it right here, man. Mm-hmm. White Claw sucks. Okay, it sucks. Yeah, it's hard seltzer. Mm-hmm. Seltzer sucks. Yeah, flavored seltzer sucks, and people are like, it sucks. Well, here's the thing: you don't get seltzer unless you are you're giving something up. Right? Right. Like, seltzer is a choice you make to go, I would forgo flavor in order to save some calories. <laughs> yeah. So, it's already something that you're getting as, like, a, this is my second best. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not getting what I really want, but this will do for now. Yeah. 
So on that platform alone, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm getting some white claw. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In my yeah. mind, at least. That's, uh, I, 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 it just, I don't think that the, I don't think the, 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 the positives outweigh the, the cons on this. The pros yeah. don't outweigh the cons on this. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm of two minds on this. It, it does suck, uh, compared to actual beer or actual like mixed drinks. Um, but at the same time, it's very light. It's good for like a beach day or time at the pool. Uh, and it is refreshing to have in between like Bud Lights, you know? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. I get what you're saying. It's a, it's I a just change don't of agree. pace. It's I a just... change of pace. If that's all you're drinking, it would drive me crazy. If that's it. If it's that's just white claw. That's what that's what these uh, you know when I I'm Ubering these these college kids around man that's all they're drinking yeah. that's all they care about. Yeah. I was picking some some people up from the campus after or it was before the uh, I was dropping them off actually to the campus for last week's tailgate mm-hmm. and they're in the back seat and they see this guy walk by with like a twelve pack of white claw and they're mm-hmm. just and they're just they're like animals. Yeah. They like start beating on the window and start like grabbing onto the ceiling of my car. Yeah. And I'm like, where did he get it? Where did he get it? Where is he going? How did he get that much weight? We gotta go. We gotta find him. Mm-hmm. Bunch of fucking whores. Oh my god. Bunch of whores. Oh my goodness. Nah, they weren't. I don't know. I didn't even know them. I don't know if they're whores. <laughs> don't or not. white claw slut shame. <laughs> but no, they they lost their shit over it, and yeah. I'm just thinking in my head like white claw. Sucks. Because, it, because it's white claw's a meme now. That's well, yeah. It's the same thing that's, we're just talking about. That same thing we we're just talking about. Yeah. The white claw is now the meme. That's exactly it. That's all it is. It's the meme. No now. laws when you got the claws. I mean, and look, you know, if if you're somebody who already likes shit like La Croix, La Croix. that's fine. Yeah. I Bubbly. Mean, you have bad taste, but that's fine. <laughs> but if you're if you're jumping onto this thing now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, far be it for me to judge people for being like hipsters jumping onto shit because I do it all the time. I don't care. I'm not telling you to stop drinking White Claws. I'm just acknowledging the fact that they suck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think anyone... I think if you actually ask somebody, honestly, does a White Claw taste better than a full-flavored mixed drink or, you know, a fruity drink? Yeah. They'd be lying if they said that White Claw yeah. tastes better. It literally... it Its point is that it has less flavor. Yeah, it's, it, it's a seltzer-based product, so it's meant to be less flavorful. I just I, that conceptually that doesn't make any sense to me. It's strange how that came about, because I feel like uh, what you just mentioned, people really got into Lacroix and Bubbly w- within the past year. Yeah, like it became a big thing. Yeah, and I mean Lacroix's been a thing forever, but excuse me, for some reason. Within the past year or two, it's blown up. Yeah, Lacroix has become a thing. It's like it, it's like all the jokes and shit that people made about it made people could just go out and buy them more. Right, and so now it's like that became a thing, and then suddenly we had an alcoholic version of it. Yeah. So I think that kind of those two things met. Yeah. Uh, at a perfect peak. Yeah. And so now we're at peak White Claw. Yeah, it was very smart. Right. I thought you were gonna stop at White. We're at peak white. Peak white. <laughs> Sounds very white. White. 
Quite hoy. Dude, is it me or is it every time you take a swig, like you're just getting nothing but bubbles? Like it's just. It's very, it, it feels very bubbly. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe this was meant to be like poured. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, could be. A quad. It's a lot of barrel aged. It's a lot of uh, heft in that beer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. So just, you know, just admit it. <laughs> just admit it. It's Drink nice. what you want, though. Yeah. 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 We're, we're far past judging people for what they drink. Right. We've that's grown what, as a that's podcast. That's what this podcast used to be about. Right, right. We've you can grown. actually go back and listen. I mean, I don't advise Please to don't. do that. Please actually don't. <laughs> but you will like us far less. <laughs> you know what never mind yeah it's we're gonna that. we're gonna scrub the internet yeah, redact the rest that. of all that stuff please it's so funny how how late people are to scrubbing the internet with when they when they fuck up yeah you know and like that shane gillis guy yep we're, we're not gonna talk about that yeah we already did yeah but i just find it funny that like he was they were in the uh they were in the middle of scrubbing the internet of, mm-hmm. of like shit like that. They were yeah. like delisting all of his videos, like the stuff that would be considered, you know, controversial or yeah. offensive and stuff. And he just didn't get to that last one in time. Mm. Cost him his career. Well, not really. Well, some people say no. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people are, I mean, you know, he's doing stand up and, and you know, some people are saying he's more popular now than he ever was. Yeah. Well, he's got backed by a lot of real comics. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think a lot of them jumped the gun on trying to be on that side of history, maybe, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. To me, him, like the stuff that he was saying, like it's just, it's ironic that a guy like Bill Burr would defend him because so many people, when trying to defend the guy, was like, well, you know, he's doing, like, it's it's on the same spectrum as somebody like Chappelle or mm-hmm. or Bill Burr. And it's like, dude, he's not even in the same fucking no. stratosphere. Nope. So you can't make that comparison. Yeah. I think it's, uh, they just have sympathy for him because he's, he's not them yet. Yeah. But they feel, I think they feel like uh, doing that to him at this phase where he's still working shit out will and, and doing that to people in general comedians yeah. in general while they're still trying to work their shit out will limit well but the he wasn't though comedians. i mean he's been in the game for a couple for a, a while now and that, you know that <laughs> maybe was, he just sucks i mean it, it was his fucking fault I, I no i think he's funny yeah i just don't think he's funny enough to like get away with that yeah i mean the the the, the bits weren't no. and um him as a comedian he's just not funny enough to like you know that be the shield that you die on. Right. But, you know, what's going to happen is five years from now, I'm going to say something really fucked up. Oh, yeah. And then they're going to come back to this and be like, listen to this fucking asshole right. talk about how this dude's not funny. Like, he wasn't fucking funny enough to mm-hmm. pull that joke off. Yeah. And five years ago, he was talking about this jack off who couldn't pull the joke off. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It does bring me to what I was seeing a lot on the news lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Todd Phillips, the director of the new Joker movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we talked about this when we heard about the movie and we talked about yeah. it when we saw the trailer, the fact that like Todd Phillips is not a proven director when it comes to any other genre than comedy. Comedy, yeah. And even in comedy, you know, he's, he's not... He's had a few strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, he just seems to kind of, you know... Hangover is a, you know, comedy masterpiece. Yeah. Hangover 2 and 3? No. Uh, no, uh, sir. So, uh, so, so he was being interviewed, and, and uh, this is what he had to say about why he has left comedies mm. for movies like Joker. The Joker. Is it just Joker or is it the Joker? I'm pretty sure that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm positive I have no idea. <laughs> uh, the movie's just called Joker, not Joker. The Joker. Uh, film director Todd Phillips, this is courtesy of Esquire. Film director Todd Phillips, who made his fortune on movies where white guys call each other faggots, sorry, has turned his back on comedy, and it's your fault. In a new Vanity Fair cover profile of Joaquin Phoenix, Phillips explains why he left comedy to direct his new dark comic book drama Joker. Quote, go try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. And then having, some, and having said those words out loud in a room where other people can hear him, I swear to God, he kept talking. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. There were articles written about why comedies don't work anymore. I tell you why. Because all the fucking funny guys are like, fuck this shit, because I don't want to offend you. Uh, it's hard to argue with 30 million people on Twitter. You just can't do it, right? So that's that's his quote. And, uh, you know, everybody kind of jumped down his throat about it. Yeah. Because we're at this this crux now. And we we talk about this often. But I think it's, I don't know, maybe you guys are tired of it. I am not. I think it's really important for us as the consumers, uh, for me and you as wannabe entertainers. Mm-hmm. And the comedy world at large to tr- to to find out you know where we, we have to try to understand this a little bit more. Yeah. Like, are people just overreacting, mm-hmm. or is there a point to be made about going too far in the search for the funny in every situation? Right. Right. And Todd Phillips, I mean. You know, it's not like he was like this. <laughs> it's not like this groundbreaking comedian who was like no. pushing the boundaries of comedy and stuff. Um, but he he basically parrots the same criticisms that a lot of like uh, boundary pushing quote unquote mm-hmm. comedians have said, which is uh, you can't be funny. People are too woke. People are too. I'll never do a college gig. Yeah, you can't do college gigs anymore. It's just a bunch of. Now we're Joey Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Can't do college gigs anymore. Fucking cocksuckers. And uh, I don't know. I, I just obviously we're not going to find the answers right now. But it's just I don't know. It's just it's just really interesting to try to like source out where I don't want to say where we draw the line because I don't even like that phrase when it comes to comedy. Yeah. But I also don't believe that comedians are the end-all, be-all of culture. I do believe that they should, you know, be able to basically say whatever they want to try to find something funny. 
as long as it's in the service of being funny yeah. and not intentionally trying to offend people. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think my favorite response to this, because obviously a bunch of comedians had a response to this, whether positive or negative. I've mm-hmm. seen mostly negative. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Who said in response, Fleabag, Pen15, Broad City, I Think You Should Leave, Big Mouth, both Deadpool movies, South Park, Succession, Righteous Gemstones, mm-hmm. Bill Burr, Nikki Glaser, Dave Chappelle, Chain for Life, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Between Two Ferns, Anthony Jeselnik, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. And just that that was it. Yeah. It's and, like, and okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I saw that tweet too and it's, yeah, he makes a really elegant point without saying, saying anything. Anything but listing things that are funny. Yeah. That you can that just. That are controversial. That came out now right that you just can still do i find it funny that he that he that he said Chappelle and bill burr in that list yeah um big mouth is hilarious i think anthony jesselman gets a pass because like his stuff is so offensive mm-hmm. that people like it that's the joke well you know he's like kind of trolling he not li- kind of trolling he literally it's like he's he's playing a character he's yeah. literally playing a character yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think that that, but that's, but that's what's so funny is that because he's so overtly offensive and mm-hmm. saying things that are Wild. awful, yeah, people immediately get the joke. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that is, it's exactly what we've talked about time and time again. It's, it's the stage, you know, you're sat in front of. Yeah. You go into, you go into, um, I don't know, Saving Private Ryan. Knowing you're not, it's not going to be a bear of laughs. Yeah. Knowing what you're going to get into. Um, you know, you, you go into the night professor, not expecting it to be this, you know, mind-blowingly deep drama. Yeah. About family life. It, it's all about expectation. And I, I feel like expectation and subversion of expectation, but all within the confines of, of knowing what, what it is you're, you're, in the arena of. But I wonder why people don't give the same benefit of the doubt to comedians whose voice is more just casually speaking. Mm -hmm. Because you're in the same arena and there's no difference between Anthony Jeselnik and somebody like Bill Burr as far as who, like they're both comedians they're both up there trying to be as entertaining as possible, trying to make you laugh. Like they're both in service of the joke. I mean, even more specifically than that, though. I mean, specifically their shtick, their voice, their their thing. Yeah. If if uh, oh, I don't know. <coughs> um, if Seinfeld were to go up on stage and do Anthony Jeselnik jokes, wouldn't work. Yeah. It'd be awful, and people wouldn't get it because that's not. That's not what Seinfeld does, you know. So is that the point that because they don't get it, like now there's this invisible line that they've drawn in the sand because it's not easy enough for them to digest, or or they reject it. Something in their mind rejects uh-huh. it. Versus Anthony Jeselnik, something in your subconscious says, "I'm okay with this," even mm-hmm. though I know he's saying horrible things. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's we're in on the joke. And if we weren't, and we thought he was sincere with these radical ideas and thoughts and terrible things that he's saying, 
then it wouldn't be funny anymore. But people should people are always in on the joke. That's that's my problem is mm-hmm. we're always in on it because they're comedians up there trying to be funny. We're, they're always if somebody says something horrible but you know in your heart of hearts like ah but that was kind of funny though. Mm-hmm. Then it worked. Yeah. The joke worked. Yeah. No matter how shitty it was, the joke worked because a laugh is involuntary. Right. And there's just something in your mind, in your fucking soul, yeah. if that's real, that just fucking pushes you to go. It, it, it just, you just, that yeah. little, that little. It's like a good. sneeze or a hiccup. Yeah. Like you just do like it. You just can't help it. Right. Right. Like that's just, it just happens. Yeah. And if somebody says something that just offends your morality and your sensibility so much that you, you like, it, it hurts. You're like, no, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And get up and leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. I I don't I don't really know what that invisible line is. And I think I don't think anybody does. No, that's the problem. So it it's um it's a little like Russian roulette because I mean uh, I I'm gonna go ahead and double back on what I just said about expectation and the fact that. You know, just because a comedian isn't known for doing something means they can't ever do it. That's not true. I think that's kind of bullshit, actually. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you can change as an artist. You can change your style. And as long as, you know, you do it in a way that is funny and the audience is in on the fact that you are making a joke, you're probably all right. Yeah. But it just takes so much craft and so much such a uh, uh, a skilled uh, hand at doing that that I feel like it takes a true master to be able to to play with that line. Man, you can't just go out and swing for the fences like that. I'd love to hear Jerry do Jesselnik though, man. <laughs> God damn, that would be funny. Yeah. Holy well, shit! I mean, it would subvert expectations, and sometimes that's exactly what it takes to shock people and make them laugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but there is this level of self-importance to comedians that I find really interesting. Somebody kind of pointed it, pointed it out that like comedians aren't like the voice of a generation, man. They're just guys going up there trying to be funny. Yeah, and this idea that they're allowed. To say literally whatever, whatever they, they want, want. Yeah. because they're comedians. Yeah. It's not the sacred right that you have right. in society. Because I mean, we, we give them an allowance because they're performers and yeah. they're, they're doing a performance. It's just like... It's basically like, go up there, let's see what you got. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're not expecting somebody... I don't know. If you say something horrible in a song, like you can get away with that because it's, it's a, a piece of art, yeah. you know? You can draw something really violent. It doesn't mean you're a violent person. Yeah. Uh, People make hyper-violent movies and video games all the time. Has, right. There's no reflection on who they are as a person. Exactly. And you can enjoy those things and not be hyper-violent either. Yeah. That's so just an allowance you give somebody as a performer, as well, an maybe, artist. Maybe that's it then. Maybe because they're up there and it's supposed to be them. Yeah. And people find it really hard to separate the art from the artist. Yeah. That they go... No, he's up there mm-hmm. saying horrible things. That person yeah. is horrible. That could be it. Because, I mean, there's no artifice there. 
Right. You know, it's the person. It's literally the person standing up in front of you and saying things. Yeah. So if you can't separate that person from the person they are off stage, then I could see how that could be confusing for somebody who doesn't understand that it's an act. Or maybe people understand everything that we just said and they still don't like that shit. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's completely valid too. I mean, even in the even in the confines of a performance, if you are just offended by whatever the thing is, even if you get it and you still find it offensive or stupid, I mean, then you just do, you know? Yeah. That's a totally valid understanding too. But... Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, it's, man. It's tough. It is. We're no closer to any answers. No. <laughs> Glad we talked that in circles. Yeah, we're just gonna. We're just gonna. Yeah, we're gonna walk that dog. Yep. Well, uh, uh, maybe don't go see the Joker because apparently uh, people are real afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Joker, Todd Phillips, they're actually gonna have literal undercover cops at some of these screenings. Yeah. For the movie. When it come when does it come out? Next week? Next week, yeah. Can you imagine being in your theater and in like the back row there's some like fucking <laughs> I just imagine some guy with like, you know, face paint on, mm. fucking automatic weapon, and mm. he's just sitting back there waiting for some shit to pop off. <laughs> like a fucking uh air marshal. Yeah. I was gonna say it's just like taking a flight. <laughs> I always think of that scene in um Harold and Kumar. Uh, Harold and Kumar uh, go to, tra- I don't know, trapped or go to Guantanamo. I don't know. Harold and Kumar in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. I don't know. Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Ah. That's what it was. Even though they're only in Guantanamo Bay for like half a scene. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, when they're when they're on their way to Amsterdam, there's one scene. Those movies have moments where they're like really, really funny. Yeah. I and, remember loving the first one. And you you can see that they're trying to say something. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it just kind of falls flat because it's just really just a, a stoner movie. Yeah. It's a, it's just a, a bunch dumb of stoner comedy fart jokes. Yeah. At, at the end of it. But they're funny. I mean, the jokes work for the most part. Oh, I mean, super progressive at the time for having an Asian. Yeah, an Asian. Well, a, two Asian. Two Asians. Leads. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. that's true. I didn't even think about it. And yep. then both their, well, yeah, Kumar's love interest in the second one is a white chick. So, but then again, you know, interracial. Yeah, there blah, you blah, go. Blah. Anyway, so there's a scene when they're on the plane and there's this white lady. They're they're both sitting ahead of this white lady, and he and <laughs> Kumar turns around and he's like laughing about something, and she visualizes him as. Uh, a terrorist. Yeah, as like Al Qaeda. Yeah, and yeah. and like so he just transforms to get this big beard and a turban on his head. Mm. <laughs> he goes, he goes ah, <laughs> and he does this with his hand like it's a plane. And he goes ah, <laughs> <laughs> and he laughs at her, dude. The first time I saw that because he's normal, she yeah. looks up and she looks again, and he and he just transforms yeah. into that. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, some of these scenes, yeah, that's good. some of these scenes really fucking work. Yep. Uh, the George Bush impersonator is really good in the second one. I don't. Why did I bring that up? Oh, the air marshal. The air marshal. <laughs> right. It's fucking. Yeah, the beer strong. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like in that scene, 
Like he just comes out of nowhere and just tackles him, mm-hmm. and and you know the whole plane cheers and all that shit. Yeah, and just imagining that in a fucking movie theater because of because of one jackass a couple years ago. Yeah, some piece of shit that had to go and ruin Dark Knight Rises. Right. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, he was never dressed as the Joker. No. So. No, he wasn't. Yeah. No. But, but you know the internet. And a bunch of internet trolls, hopefully they're just trolls, have been giving out these warnings of, you know, we're going to do this and that at the premiere, yada, yada, yada. So, I, you know, I guess it's better to be safe than sorry. But at the same time, it's just kind of sad that we have to deal with that. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Like, we're, but th- this, is, this is where we are right now. Yeah. Sign of the times. Yeah. Even if it's, even if it's an overcorrection, it's still like. Isn't that still fucked up? Yeah. Well, I that, mean, it's it, I, that is terrorism, isn't it? We yeah. Get, we get afraid to do our normal everyday things and give away. I mean, it's it's not really giving away much freedom, but the freedom of not having to feel like you have an armed guard behind you at a movie theater. Honestly, man, that's the only fucking freedom is is being able to walk down the street and not feel and 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 feel unsafe. Yeah. Like that's like that's that's the biggest freedom. Yeah. That we're giving up. Right. You know, like here. Freedom in, for security. In this fucking country, you usually don't have to walk down the street feeling like that. Right. And now more and more people do. And it's like, man, where where, where the fuck are we, dude? Mm-hmm. Where the fuck are we? Well, we gave up a lot right after 9-11. So. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that, bro. Uh, it's just it's just really weird, man. Because, yeah. you know, we're still we're still in a place where I mean we have just so much more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, like you know, where we could be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yet I mean you obviously you lose you lose sight of that because it's easy to just forget about that shit. Well you get caught up in politics and, you know, whoever's in the office at the time, whether they're your team or not. You kind of look at everything pessimistically, yeah, or positively, depending, and you you can really get clouded by how good we still have it. Yeah, dude, I I went to my I went to my parents' house, and uh, my uncle was there, and we had we had the news on. My dad goes up the stairs, and my uncle's like, "You notice he ain't talking no shit, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Motherfucker getting impeached. He ain't talking no shit no. now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. It's kind of shit that we should be paying attention to, but just so, like yeah. well, Trump, Trump, Trump said bullshit in his tweet recently. I don't know if you saw that. He literally said he bullshit. He literally said bullshit, all caps. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. He said, "He said, fuck this. If yep. I'm going out, I'm going out swinging, <laughs> yeah. dog. Fuck all y'all, <laughs> motherfucking Fat bullshit. That's why I fucked your bitch, <laughs> <laughs> fat motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, fuck it. Get money. You gotta go out. That's the way to fucking go out, man. Yep. Fuck it. When yeah, he's the, definitely. The day you go in, knowing you're getting fired, dude. He's been getting more unhinged. Oh, yeah. as the days have gone on, and. If you're a Trump supporter, I don't know how you can, even if you don't believe he did anything wrong, which I'm not even going to go down that road. Yeah. We're not going to, because first of all, we're two liberals. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to be talking in an echo chamber, really. Right. Second of all, I just don't want to go down that road. But if you 
truly believe he did nothing wrong, it still has to be pretty fucking alarming the way he's acting. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, there's, there is definite panic. Yeah. It's palpable. And I mean, I... I say that independently. Yeah, of, you're not going to tell me otherwise. I don't give a fuck about your political beliefs. No. He is going off the rails. Yeah, yeah. He's clearly pissed off. Yeah. He's clearly freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it's I mean, crazy to see. <laughs> is there, at the end of the day, isn't that reason enough? Yeah. You know, to not have him in office? Well, I mean, I feel like the uh, the other side of the coin is like, they they see it, uh, the supporters, I would think, would see it as, you know, it's the liberal media that has pushed them to this point. We need to be better as a society to our president and support him so that he doesn't have to deal with this stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, like Obama didn't have to deal with any of this, right? Yeah, well, he he ran on division, so. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, so he can't be brought into this. I want a guy who is level-headed. Yeah. That is what a world leader is. Yeah. Not a guy who's going to act on these kinds of emotions, who's going to sit in his, probably in his jam jams in bed just tweeting that, away like a 14-year-old girl who got broken up with I, at prom. I, I mean, again, speaking in echo chamber here because I 100% agree. However, the people who voted him in the first place, that's what got him in was because he speaks, uh, quote, normally, like a normal person. Right. Like, I would react yeah. if people were attacking me. I would say bullshit in all caps on Twitter. So, therefore, that's okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Right. He's a he's a normal billionaire. Yeah. Just like me. <laughs> Just like me. Right. Very yeah. down to earth. Speaks it like it is. He's I a, said we weren't going to do this. He's a counterpuncher, Marco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't anyway. think that fat fuck is throwing a punch in his life. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> now we'll get away from it. Okay. Now we'll get away from mm-hmm. it. Oof. It's the beer, man. It's definitely it's, the beer. It's the beer. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> we go to dark places. <laughs> we talked about Bin Laden. I know. Uh, <coughs> mass shootings. Let's talk about something positive. Okay. We both got new jobs. We both got new jobs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We new both jobs. Gonna start making that cheese. <laughs> Adam's gonna make way more cheese than I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But not like a gross amount of cheese like we were talking about not, before. No, honestly, when you compare like my wallet to your wallet, <laughs> it is a gross amount okay. of cheese. I got the slab of cheese. I would say so. Okay. I would say so. And I got like, you know, I got like the skyline amount of chili, or not a cheese. It's still like, it's good for <laughs> no, me. No cheese, just chili. <laughs> it's just chili. Just got the chili. <laughs> it's just pennies on the dollar, really. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good for me, but, you know. It's the bottom of a bag of Parmesan. Yeah. You know, just the dust. Just the, just, yeah. You, yeah. And you're just scraping the yeah. bottom of the bag. You're just, please, <laughs> I just need enough for this leftover spaghetti yep. that I've had for two weeks. But it's good. It's good. It's good. Cheese is good. Yeah, cheese is good. No matter how much you got, having any amount. Having any cheese is It's good. better than not having any. Any cheese is good cheese. And boy, howdy, have I not had any <laughs> for a while. So, it's nice. Yeah. Picked up a little day job, day day daytime mm-hmm. gig. Gonna keep Ubering on the side, you know. Stack that cheese. Yeah, you're no longer in a kitchen. You're in an office. Yeah, yeah. I, I just went back to the office. I mean, I talked about it um, 
a little while ago and actually had a lot of a lot of people like message me and stuff about it mm-hmm. the uh just basically admitting that like I don't want to do what I don't want to do <laughs> and like you know I'm not yeah. going to sit here and pretend like I want to do something that I don't want to do mm-hmm. and uh I think this office job is is really reflective of that and you know I honestly don't care if you guys judge me <laughs> or what I'm about to say but like you know it I really just don't it's like just your prototypical office job yeah. and like I know a lot of people find that very unfulfilling mm-hmm. it's like it's just clerical work and yeah. they don't like it like the shit like that's that that doesn't um doesn't get them excited mm-hmm. or anything it's not a passion job yeah but to me it's something where I don't want to blow my brains out. That's good. It's a good start. I have uh, decent hours. Like it's 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 daytime Monday through Friday shit. So I have the weekends off, holidays off, you know, vacation time, all that jazz. The shit that people, you know, like what normal people have. Yeah. But it's really it's the it's it's the it's the it's the, it's the job itself of just doing like clerical work and data entry and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That most people would be like, "How do you do it?" Right. And I'm like, dude. I've I've realized that I am not the kind of person who's going to find my happiness from a day job. Nothing that I've ever done to make money where I had a W-4 and benefits and I had to clock in and out and had a boss, nothing I've ever done has ever fulfilled me in any way. Mm-hmm. And I've done pretty much everything as far as a day job is concerned. Retail, grocery stores, fast food restaurants, actual restaurants, <laughs> uh, construction, right. warehouses, uh, tile work, sales positions. Mm-hmm. I've literally, I've done almost everything that you can do for like an entry level position basically. Yeah supervisor call centers galore Mm -hmm. done all of that shit and none of it has been fulfilling yeah but i've realized like that's because of who i am as a person i'm not going to be fulfilled by shit like that it's Mm -hmm. just not going to happen the things that fulfill me are what we're doing right now yeah this is awesome you're an art boy yeah yeah i'm just a little art boy right and that's all that ever makes me feel good when it comes to doing things, is is art. I could watch somebody draw. <laughs> when I see people who are really good at their art, at in any art, yeah, it, that's the shit that I can consume for hours. Mm-hmm. That is fulfilling. Yeah, and I've realized that, like, I, I like I just have accepted that, like, I I just need to find a day job gig that'll get me enough money to pay my bills. And give me enough free time to do shit like this. Mm-hmm. And I think I found that. Good. What about you? Uh, how, do you how do you feel? <laughs> about my new job? Yeah. Uh, I mean, pretty good. I, um, I have only worked in agencies before. And uh, I'm now working in what people would call a corporate environment. Mm. Which means I'm a big fat sellout. Doesn't that make you want to gag? It does. It does. But I will say this. The thing with this position in particular is that they have created, uh, it's called in-house, the work that I'm doing now because I'm going to be in a company. I'm going to be doing 
creative writing inside a company. So they call it in-house marketing. Right. right. Uh, so instead of working on dozens of different clients, I'm going to focus on this one really deeply. Uh, yeah. So that's both a challenge and scary and also a benefit and something dependable. So I can, I know what I'm getting and I know what the brand is and I'm going to get to learn that thing intimately Yeah. and master what that brand is and be able to have the challenge of figuring out how to, how to brand this thing, you know, multiple, multiple ways. Yeah. It's almost like method acting. You'll like live it and breathe it right. and become it. Right. So that exactly. when you write about it, it's like your authentic voice. Yeah. Because it's like it is the you're voice so consumed I know. by it. Right. Exactly. So I'm going in deep in this one. Yeah. Which is exciting because I've never done that before. Uh, it's also scary because I've never done that before. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I'm moving from a copywriter position to a senior copywriter position. Goddamn right. And they call Put me, some respect on it. They call me senior. Um, <laughs> the, the, what that means for people who, who don't know. Is that his company's racist. Yes. Senior copywriter. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Rodriguez and we just, we, you know. You're not getting paid anymore. We're just, you know, <laughs> going to give you a sombrero. This is just really funny for us. Right. Um, no, what, what that means for me is that I'm going to have more of a conceptual responsibility. A consensual responsibility? What's, I mean, I have a consensual responsibility. with To all the ladies. With everyone. To the ladies. Um, Sorry, I keep interrupting. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so it's a conceptual role. Which means I, I'll be able to have more of a say on a larger scope, lar like bigger picture idea thing as opposed to just being in the shit. Mm. You know, I can have more say on like what the vision is for a thing, mm. which is new for me too. Because normally I'm the guy in the shit. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm figuring out uh, what five blogs to write or, you know, what would work well as this caption or whatever. Yeah. And working with the minutia of stuff. And I'm going to have this bigger picture idea thing. And be able to concept stuff with people, which is new and yeah. exciting and interesting. That's um, awesome. So yeah, I mean, part of my punk rock soul is like, you know, you're selling out, bro. <laughs> but um, just because on paper it says corporate, yeah, like conceptually, it's a corporate gig. Yeah, but I mean, they've essentially, like I was saying, have made a an agency environment <clears throat> within that corporate structure. So yeah. we're insulated on our floor and have like this kind of cool vibe there's no uh cubicles and shit no parents know? allowed man exactly i can still wear my cool jacket yeah wear sneakers to work you'll become jacket guy there i will i will <laughs> that's the strategy uh so yeah i mean i'm excited there's some people that i used to work with that are working there and so it's gonna be nice to have some friendly faces yeah uh, who can kind of show me the ropes and not go in completely new um, I mean, I haven't been the new guy in almost five years, so it's kind of intimidating. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. And, you know, I have a couple days off now, so I can kind of fuck off for a little bit. Yeah. Have a little rum springer. Rum springer. Come in fresh. So, yeah, and I mean, it great benefits. I'm making more money. You know, I, you're making a, enough for an adult now, which is <laughs> nice. <laughs> which is nice. I've never made enough for an adult. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I still don't make enough for an adult. You'll get there. I make enough for a, a teen. 
Like a teen making good money, where you're like, you shouldn't be making that much money. A toddler in the 20s who smokes <laughs> cigarettes in the corner. Right. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, no. Do you think, have you, have you, um, have you visualized all the stuff you're going to buy with all that money? I've already been spending that money, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've, I've honestly been thinking about it. And like this, this money would give me enough that I can conceptually, you know, look into getting my own place. Yeah. Getting a new car. There you go. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Stuff I haven't. You need a fucking car, man. Stuff I haven't felt comfortable doing as of this point. Uh, I've had enough money to do a couple of these things, but. I, uh, you know, now I'll be making enough that I can actually justify it in my very frugal ways. Yeah. 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 That's so. one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it, it, it's now, now y- you have enough of a like buffer Yeah. where you're like, even if this is a mistake, eh, sorry, right. won't be that big of a mistake. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. It's yeah, comfortable. M- my, uh, my fuck off, uh, spending has has been enjoyable recently yeah. so it's always it always is yeah. it always is feels I, good you know i'm i'm an irresponsible spender when i don't have money <laughs> picture when i do have money oh, man. believe me dude i've already i've already <laughs> You've mapped it thing, out that thing this thing yeah once i have this x amount this then this is gonna right. go here yeah yeah yep mm-hmm. yep so that's what i do yeah, we'll see though. But I make bad decisions. Yeah, well, don't we all? Yeah, don't we both? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but that's good though, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Same for you. I'm glad you found a place that doesn't make you want to blow your brains out. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, because it was it was getting dark there for a moment. <laughs> Definitely couldn't see the light anymore. There. Yeah. And my mom was like, uh, you know, it's it's real lucky that you found something like this. And I was like, well, it wasn't luck. I mean, I've been looking for a good job for like the past year, yeah. year and a half. Yeah. So it wasn't really luck. I mean, I've been putting the work in. Right. You know what she says? Mm. She goes, you know what? You're right. It's not luck. I've been praying on this, Marco. <laughs> and, uh, it's God's and, plan. And God, God, you know, he, he answers those prayers. He works in mysterious ways. There you go. And she's like, you got you to gotta thank God. And I, I just go silent, and she's like, I'll thank him. I'll thank him for you. <laughs> he's, he's talking to me more than you at this <laughs> yeah. point, so yeah. I'll go ahead and pass that on to him. <laughs> I'll pass, pass the information along. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't. I, you know. I'm he's gonna, taking my calls. I'm going <laughs> to ask her. I'm going to ask her one day what, what she thinks I believe. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I'm pretty sure my brother thinks I'm, like, dead inside. Uh-huh. Um. And I don't know. I don't know what she thinks. Every time it gets brought up, she's like, I know you don't believe what I believe. And I'm like, you don't even know what I believe. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I believe she's prob- in Blade Mom. She's honestly probably not that far off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but- you would think. My mom would, uh, she stopped doing it, but she used to constantly be like, I know you don't go to church, but you still believe in Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. They just want to know. <laughs> just so there's a little, the one little, yeah, little morsel. Yeah, just, just it, it's like just so that the door's still open, right? Like, look, you don't have to walk through it. Just make sure you you keep it cracked. <laughs> in in my view, it's it's and this is very dark. It's probably because like if if I were to die, yeah, suddenly she'd want to be like, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's, he's he's that's good. that's exactly what he's it good. is. They're worried about our souls right they want to make sure that 
they're not going to be burning for eternity. Yeah. Because, it's nice. Because they believe that sort of thing. It's nice. It's yeah. Nice. That that reminds me. Um, what do you what do you make of of all this of of the Kanye West stuff, man? Because we haven't. If you're new to this podcast, we haven't touched on Kanye in a while. Yeah, and if yeah. you're new to this podcast, I made it a point to talk about Kanye for like, I don't know, three months straight. Yeah. It was like every other episode I I wanted to talk about Kanye it. cast. And uh and and yeah, you know, it was it started to get hard to get him in as a subject <laughs> as as a topic for the week. Yeah. Um, but he's been making enough news that I think now now is a yeah, pretty good time it. to yeah warrants it. Um. Well, recently, if people don't know, he uh, he announced that he is now only going to be making uh, Christian music. Yeah, basically gospel music, right? Non secular, non secular, or, uh, or yeah, non secular. Yeah, he will not be making secular music yeah, from now on. Yes. So I think inherently anything that's non secular is, is I think religious. it's defined as religious. Right. I could but be wrong, but I'm pretty sure if you say non secular, most people would assume. Oh, he's making religious music. Yes, but it's specifically Christian because yeah. obviously he's a Christian. Yeah. Um. So this this includes that he's not going to be having any curse words in his new record. Oh, is that? I didn't read yeah. that part. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that really doesn't. I don't really care about that. I don't like. I mean, if he's self censoring and it's um, altering his word choice mm-hmm. to like the it, point if, where if it like dumbs it down. Yeah. Then I'm not cool with that, but I mean, right. I don't like when people make a point to say I'm not going to cuss anymore mm-hmm. because it's like just don't do it. Yeah, just don't cuss. Like don't make it. If you make it a thing, then people first well, of it all it sticks out. Yes, exactly. Then yeah. it becomes like it. Now it's the thing with mm-hmm. the. I remember when um, uh, this happened. There's two instances of this that really drove me fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Chameleon Air said he stopped saying nigga. He mm-hmm. stopped saying the N word because, uh, basically. He didn't like looking into the crowd and seeing all these white people saying it. Yeah. And yeah, I remember that actually. Yeah. And he was just yeah. like, you know, I'm perpetuating this thing that I don't yeah. like. So that's a good reason. Yeah. If you feel strongly about strongly enough about the word oh, and, it totally and who makes sense. says it, yeah, it makes sense. But then it's like it just becomes this thing that like now people first of all, me as a listener, now I'm listening for it. Now I'm like, did he slip? <laughs> did he slip one in? Yeah. And then second, it's like now you make that as part of the promotional thing. Now that's what people give a shit about. They don't care about the album. They want to know why and like what's he gonna say instead and all right. this bullshit. Brother. And then, and then this other instance was Murs, legendary mm. rapper from Indie LA. Rapper. He said he's not gonna. He said on one record that he wasn't gonna cuss for the whole record, and I remember it uh, because it didn't have the parental advisory sticker on it, obviously. Yep. And I just remember thinking, like, this is corny. I was a kid then. I was, like, 15 or 16. But I just remember thinking, that's fucking corny. Yeah. To be like, oh, I'm not going to cuss anymore. Right. Obviously, this was, like, right when I started cussing. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're edgy teen. When, when I was, like, really cussing. You know, you learn yeah. the words. And then when you really start deploying mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. like, you know what you're talking you about. You got the flavor behind yeah, them. you really start to really ring them off. Yeah. And that's when I was, like, right in the thick of it. I was like, this fucking... Bitch ass motherfucker, fuck him! I was like, yeah, yeah really, yeah. really, really. Mm. Well, I mean, it gives you like a holier than thou kind of feeling behind that person. Yeah, exa- you know? exactly. It, it makes it sound like they're they're trying to be better than other rappers. Exactly. So it, it comes across like not just other rappers, but like the audience. 
Yeah. It, it, it gives this feeling of like, and, and obviously, well, not obviously, but I don't think that that's what they were intending. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like that's what they're intending. But when you, when you announce something like that, it's, oh, it always comes across like, like I'm not going to cuss anymore. Right. So I don't, I mean, I don't know about you guys. Like it, like it matters. Exactly. Like right. it's that big a deal. Like I get it for somebody like Will Smith. Cause it's like his audience is kids. It's off brand. Right. And you know, that's kind of his image. And you I know, love to hear him cussing movies. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or smoke cigars. Yeah. Well, he doesn't smoke them. Yeah. He just lights them it's for mm-hmm. the look. Right. He, he, he just bites them. He just bites them. He doesn't light them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like, but even that like invites parody. You know, the Eminem line about him. Of course. Uh, so, uh, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's it's, it's 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 annoying. Yeah. Unnecessary. I mean, if it's an artistic decision, then by all means. A lot of rappers back in the day didn't cuss because it, it wasn't the standard. Yeah. You couldn't, really. Yeah. If you wanted your well, record played on the radio, right, exactly. you couldn't do it. It wasn't, it wasn't an artistic choice. It was a commercial choice. Right. It was a financial choice. Yeah. And so to get back to Kanye, okay, so he's not cussing anymore. He's not making secular music anymore. His new album is called Jesus is King. Right. It was supposed to be out as of this recording, I don't know, six days ago. Yeah, they said, what is it, Friday first and then Sunday? Friday, yes, and then it was supposed to be Sunday. Then they said it now has no release date. He's been doing uh, the Sunday services yeah. still. <laughs> Apparently the album is done. But he yeah. is so meticulous and such a perfectionist that he is, he is tweaking, tweaking it and he just yeah. won't let it go. Right. And this is what he did with his the album before Ye, Life of Pablo. Yeah. It was I, I remember this is when I was still like a huge Kanye West fan. Yeah. And I, I waited dude, I fucking I stayed up. It was supposed to come out on a Friday. It didn't <laughs> yeah. come out uh or no, it was supposed to come out Saturday because he did SNL mm-hmm. and the album was supposed to come out right after he was done. Yeah. So as soon as the episode was over uh, uh, Life of Pablo was supposed to come out right. and then it just didn't and we were all just fucking waiting on it and I was like refreshing my Twitter <laughs> and refreshing links and stuff trying to find the fucking album finally it came out and then he tweaked it for the next like year yeah, yeah. we talked he about added it the songs yeah. yeah he just kept tweaking it it was a it was a live album patches for an album yeah patches like for video an, yeah. game patches yeah exactly yeah. updates uh, yeah I mean so how do I feel about it yeah him doing Christian music from well, now on, like the supposedly. Whole, basically the whole thing, because like the past year or so, he's been doing the Sunday service. Yeah. Uh, the, a clip of it went viral, and that's when everybody started like, oh shit, that's cool that he's doing that. Yeah. And he's, he's basically stayed out of the limelight other than the Sunday service. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing is now... Um, I'm just gonna be religious now. Like, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm past that other. So much so that when he does song his older songs during the Sunday service, mm-hmm. he changes the lyrics and he tweaks them mm-hmm. so that they are non secular now. Well, I mean, he's he's doing them in churches, so he's doing it literally for a Sunday service. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. the one most of them have been outside. True. True. But yeah, that. I mean, the most recent one I heard about was like in a cathedral. In New York. In New York. And like people walked out. People walked out, (laughs) yeah. Because they're like, this isn't church. Well, because nobody told them. (laughs) Right. Nobody told them, dude. They went to Sunday service. Mm -hmm. They went to church. Yeah. Thinking they were just going to praise the Lord. Yeah. And then an hour in. And then came out. Dude, I read how they like did it. Uh Uh-huh. 
like an hour in, the the pastor's just like, all right, we're we're gonna have a special guest, and he's but he's gonna come out. Yeah, Kim and came out. Kim walks out in like a fucking like a training bra, <laughs> and sweatpants. Yeah. And then they move the pulpit out of the way, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of fucking his choir singers, and then a bunch of hype beasts come in, mm-hmm. and they fill up the pupil pul- pul- pulpit pulpit pulpit, pulpit not yeah. pupils pulpit pulpits yeah. With a bunch of hype beasts. Yeah. And then he starts doing like, I don't know, Gold Digger, but like <laughs> non or a religious version of Gold Digger and uh-huh. shit. And people were like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and they walked the fuck out. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. It's an understatement. I would have been like, I would have said, what the fuck <laughs> is going on in here? I came here for God. And then take out your phone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of course. Record the rest of it. So, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, I uh, I can't help but look at this pessimistically. Yeah. I can't help but look at this as just another publicity stunt, just like the Trump stuff was. Yeah. You know? And people say he's crazy. I don't think he's crazy necessarily. I think he's eccentric. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like... I, I mean, he's obviously always been religious he's had religious overtones and tons of his music all of his music right so it's not like anything new per se yeah uh this may just be a leaning in in one direction and i don't know i mean i think as far as how the album's gonna turn out i'm curious to see uh how it affects his songwriting because i mean obviously his his secular music's full of debauchery and (laughs) You know, yeah, the usual braggadocio of hip hop. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to see where he where he pulls from to because when you say a, a Christian album from Kanye, you know, there are tons of uh tons of of gospel artists who have made pop hits, so that's possible. You can do that. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it happen in hip hop yet, but n- yeah, knowing knowing his sound, uh, what he's able to do with a, a choir and stuff like that, I think it can still sound good. I think it might be a good sounding album. I'm just curious as far as a songwriting perspective, how we can make a fully Christian album, no cursing, yeah, and how that turns out without it coming without it becoming something that's a hindrance and like being a uh, uh, I don't know. Just something that holds him back. Yeah. Artistically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but if he has enough inspiration to make a fully Christian-based album, then okay, that's fine by me. But I can't help but look at this as like half-hearted and like doing it as a weird experiment as opposed to him feeling some Holy Spirit and saying, I need to make Christian music from now on. Yeah. And I'm I'm turning my... I'm turning my back to the secular life of an artist, and now I'm suddenly going to be this born again. Yeah, I mean, even if the Christian album is artist. incredible, are you really going to listen to an entire Christian rap album more than once? Well, it's not something that I personally identify with that much. If it's something that we can that doesn't focus just on his love for Jesus, then maybe. But I mean, it's it, it's the same argument that we get in with uh, with Chance. Yeah, you know, so much of his music is based on his Christianity, and that's an important part of him as a person. Yeah, and it it has been forever, really. Uh, 
Yeah. It's something he's talked about. But when it, when that, and I mean, obviously his relationship with his wife and uh, becomes, I heard he loves her. He loves his wife. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you know this. Um, But when that becomes the only focus, it becomes one note. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, like, uh, you know, we can't identify with as, you know, not religious people and people that aren't in marriages with families and stuff, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool to hear his perspective on this stuff. But if that's all you're bringing to the table, it's, it's un- unrelatable to a large scope of your audience. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of my main fear artistically from him, other than it being a, a hindrance to him. You know, what's fucked up lyrically is like the relatability thing. Like it makes sense that you say that, mm-hmm. and yet, like m- most of my favorite rappers talk about things that I'll never ever in my life relate to. But that's different because that, so? that's cool. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I know what you're no, saying. No, no, no. You already said it. You already said it. And you know what? Uh-huh. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That is the difference, dude. That's the difference. Yeah. Making fucking church music isn't cool. <laughs> Talking about your wife isn't cool. Uh-huh. Talking about fucking somebody else's wife is cool. Okay? <laughs> That's just the fucking long uh-huh. and short of it. I want to hear about your drive-by shootings. Yeah. I want to hear about how many people you've murdered. Okay? Right. That's cool. Right. Well, I mean, from a storytelling perspective, that's way more interesting. It's definitely more interesting. Right. So that I all mean, jokes aside, it's definitely more interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really my point. Is like, it is a more interesting thing to listen to. It's more exciting. It, yeah. I mean, it's it's awesome if you're an artist who is just happy about stuff. Cool. Uh, that's your personal experience. That's what you're inspired by. Go ahead and make all the music you want about how happy your life is. Yeah. That's great. But it limits how much people are going to want to invest in that music. Yeah. I mean, it, it, everybody wants happy music every once in a while, but if, if there's no, no drama within that, it makes it less appealing. Yeah. We're all interested in stuff that has some kind of dramatic arc. You know, you have to be a fully rounded. What DMX was saying, like make a fucking happy music all the time. (laughs) Motherfuckers happy all the time. Right. Exactly. Fucking, we uh, happy all the time? Uh, uh, right. What the fuck? <laughs> Which apparently, there's a DMX renaissance going on. Wow. He's, he's coming back out with an album. Dude, I'm all about it. Yeah, so... Uh, That's a guy... He's the perfect example of a guy who is deep in his religion mm-hmm. and yet makes music that is... Like, it's... <clears throat> It's so it's it's well rounded enough that like there are the moments where you know it can get maybe preachy, yeah. and then there's other oh, moments. Literally, it's like well, yeah, he literally preaches, preaches on some at of the, the songs. end of his albums yeah. almost every single time. But then there's you know, I got blood on my dick from fucking the corpse. There's lines <laughs> oh. like that, yeah. So I mean, we're talking about a guy who says that on the same album yeah. where he's he talks about loving Jesus, yeah, yeah. and that's. Just more interesting. Right. That is your that's like a well, that's a three-dimensional person. Yeah. That's a real person. Mm-hmm. Because no matter how much people who go to church want to act as if, and I don't mean this for everybody who goes to church, but a lot of people who do, and a lot of people who are really religious, they, they want to act holier than thou. And like as if 
now that they go to church, they're this enlightened person. The truth of the matter is you're not. Right. You're still the same fucking person who made those same fucking mistakes. And, and the best people are the people who go, look, man, I did that shit too. Back in the day, I, did, I fucked up a mm-hmm. bunch. And then I found Jesus and like it changed my life. And here's yeah. what it could do for you. Well, but the people who don't do that shit mm-hmm. and look at you like you're fucking up, mm-hmm. you, need, you need fucking, you need Jesus. Right. You need so, Jesus like I had Jesus. But like judging you on it, it's like, well, that. Eh, yeah. Well, the the redemption story is always more interesting than, always. than somebody that's like, I've I've never sinned, sir. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it, it you're full of shit. And the people who know that they're full of shit and admit they're full of shit are always more interesting mm-hmm. well, and more a, relatable. It's also the thing that we were talking about, I think, last episode or the episode before this, or before that, about the outlaw that yes. We, we, yes. we love. That we always the, the, idolize. and The and, person that we know knows they're doing wrong, mm-hmm. wishes they could do better, wants to do better, right? but is still in the dirt. And yet we, we cheer on that person. Yeah. The Johnny bad, Cash, yeah. you know? We're always chilling on, cheering on the bad guy because right. you know like you, you want there to be something more to that person because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, there is more to that yeah. person. There are a few people who are just complete sociopaths yeah, who know they're doing wrong and continue to do so without any remorse. Yeah, but the people who are doing wrong, but the, you know, you, you you feel some kind of humanity mm-hmm. in them, some kind of moral compass right. that they know that you know that they have. Mm-hmm. It's just more interesting. So, yeah. uh, we are maybe jumping the gun on what the album is going to be about mm-hmm. because knowing Kanye, well, there's a bad connotation with Christian album. It just yes. Christian music yes, period. That's the problem. and I'm sorry sucks. Yeah, it's awful. It yeah. is awful. Nine times out of ten, almost all Christian music sucks. <clears throat> Very few exceptions. When's the last time you've been to like a black church? Uh, let's see, 1990. Never. <laughs> I'm a Catholic, so we do the yeah. oh, man. Can that's, you? Oh, that's my only experience. Ugh. It's very gothic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it, awful. It's, I, I hate Catholic churches. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's very, uh, that's, stoic. that's one thing that me and, uh, choir boys have in common. Hating <laughs> Catholic churches. We hate Catholic churches. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, if we're, if, if, if we're going off of, uh, like the sound of it, mm-hmm. like gospel music, gospel music is great. Gospel music is awesome. Yeah. I could listen to a couple of gospel songs. Yeah. The music is incredible. Mm-hmm. And gospel singers mm-hmm. are some of the best singers on the planet. Yeah. They are just, the runs that they do and the power in their voices are incredible. Yeah. But I still don't want to hear fucking an entire album of that shit. I never sit mm-hmm. down and listen to fucking C.C. Winans all the way through. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I love Kirk Franklin as an artist as like you know an entity i guess yeah, yeah. but i'm not gonna sit down and listen to and stomp was a huge record remember stomp yeah, yeah. stomp was the shit mm-hmm. i knew that i know that whole song <laughs> and i didn't even realize what, like it was a gospel song i mm-hmm. like i knew that he was like talking about god and mm-hmm. the church and stuff but like my pea mind my pea brain didn't yeah. like make the connection yeah there was not enough connective tissue in my brain i guess to like Mm -hmm. make that connection that it was all about god it just kind of seemed like uh 
like an inspirational song Mm -hmm. where like Kirk Franklin was kicking ass and he had this choir behind him. Yeah. I don't know. So stupid. (laughs) So stupid. Yeah. So stupid. But that, that song is awesome. Um, on, uh, life of Pablo, there's a couple of songs that kind of lean towards, like if he made an entire album of like ultralight beams. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the number one song I think of when I think of Kanye doing a Christian song. You don't think of Jesus walks? I think of Jesus walks, but I mean, that's, that's full of blasphemy not blasphemy, but you know, uh, uh, secular things as well. Yeah. And cursing and you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I feel like Ultralight Bean's pretty clean for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And the chorus behind it. Great. I mean, it's a great song. It's, it's yeah, great it's fantastic. Song. Yeah. yeah. I actually, uh, when I was, one well, of my last days at work, we, we put that on our little Sonos machine in uh, in the office. Seems like a weird choice. <laughs> well, you know, I forget. Oh, I, I shared in our, our work Slack that headline of Kanye now doing Christian music. Oh, oh funny man. enough. And uh, my my friend Ruben ended up putting that song on. Yeah. It's like he he said, if this if Kanye just does this for an entire album, I'm okay with it. You know that little girl's family sued him. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Because it was did just not get it was just a viral clip. Ah, okay. okay. And I guess he just took it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean well, you, can't, you can't done do that, that shit. He's apparently done that a few times. Yeah, he just does that. Yeah. You he just takes stuff. And it's like, yeah. dude, you can't. You can't do that. Too big you're to too, fail. You're too big of an artist to yeah. do shit like that. Like, I do that shit, yeah. but nobody's going to find me. Right. And but then you're once, making millions of dollars. Dude, and once they do, if they finally find the kind of shit that I've taken, it's like, hopefully they found me because I've got so much notoriety. They're right, like, I don't right. give a shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sure that's how Kanye feels. Yeah, that's probably it's exactly just like, okay, I'll, I'll like, pay you out. Whatever. It's fine. Like, how much are you really going to sue me for? How right. much do you really think you're owed because of that little clip that I put in the beginning right. of this? It's a cool clip, but the song's still the song without it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I uh, to get back to him personally and this whole thing, it, it's the... Uh, it's, it's the whole thing around it that bothers me, man. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, whatever with the Trump stuff. Obviously, it's a huge deal, and there's a lot of people who'll never forgive him after all that stuff. Yeah. And fine, we'll even ignore the slavery is a choice stuff. Well, people were pointing out uh, a picture from the last Sunday service. Maybe not the last one, maybe the one before that. And they're like, look at the crowd, and the amount of people of color in that crowd tells you everything you need to know about like, yeah. who's supporting him Right, nowadays. that's another huge issue. Like, he goes to a, a famous a famously black church and fills it with a bunch of white hype beasts. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with white people and black people being in the same church. In fact, it's awesome. Yeah. But it really doesn't feel like a church experience. Mm -hmm. To me, it feels like a guy who like, it's like that stereotypical idea of like a fashion designer seeing and this can kind of go for Kanye anyway, but like a fashion that let's, let's say Kanye West was walking down the street and he saw like a homeless dude and was like, I could take that. Imagine that in London, <laughs> but chic. And we'll just take what he's wearing. Oh my God. It's, it's so it's artistic. Mm-hmm. That's how I see him viewing the church 
as mm-hmm. like I just see him like walking into a cathedral and going, imagine if like we did like breathe in, breathe out, right? You know, breathe in, breathe out. If them hoes fight, pull her weave out. Imagine, okay, take that, but then like spin it to where it could sound great in this cathedral. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. It's like this bastardization of church culture Yeah. to basically at the end of the day, spin a profit on it. Right, right. Just kind of taking advantage of people. And, 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 And continue the cult of personality that mm-hmm. is Kanye West. Yeah. Of like, you know, everything that he's done has always seemed like it's not for profit, but there is that bottom line margin. So he makes uh, 500 pairs of his shoes and they only cost 250 bucks, which is a modest price for those kinds of high-end shoes, yeah. you would think. But seeing as they sell out almost immediately, immediately. and yeah. then they resell for like 800% more, yeah. And then people say, well, he's not getting a profit on that. The resellers are. But dude, he was on the top of the Forbes list for his net worth, for his deal with Adidas. And Adidas knows that it's not about the shoe itself. You seen his most recent shoe? Shit is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Shit looks like, it, it looks like a melted crock. Yeah. It's like marshmallows. Yeah. Those shoes probably cost like Dude, they have to cost like 50 cents to make. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they said Jordans cost like $10 to make yeah. and they they charge like $250, yeah, 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 for them. For sure. Those those fucking Yeezys have to cost like $5 to make. Yeah. Right? So their production cost is I mean, pennies on the dollar. Then they'll make those shoes at a fraction, sell them for a decent price. And then the resale and the reputation that Adidas gets mm-hmm. off of that is an innumerable number yeah. to the point that they were comfortable enough to sign him to this multi-million dollar deal to make those horrendous shoes. Yeah. And you're going to sit up here and tell me that there's like no profit margin here. Then why would he make merch that costs hundreds of dollars with Jesus's, Jesus on them? And like I said on Twitter, like, if they're going to a good cause, then that's fine. I'm good mm-hmm. with that. But if he's pocketing $140 on these fucking sweatshirts that say Jesus is king on them and like Sunday service and all this stuff, it's like you're literally doing like you're it's sacrilegious. It's the opposite yeah. of what you're pretending you're, you're like the, you give a shit. You're becoming about. the golden calf. Yeah. Like you're gonna sit up here and tell me that I'm no longer making secular music it's all going to be in the service of god and then you're selling stuff that is literally sacrilegious yeah that's for clout right so i don't want to jump the gun and say that that's exactly what he's doing because i don't know where that money's going right and i'm not going to sit here and i'm not going to talk about his wallet and i don't have the information to know where it's going and it's not public so we don't know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying is we don't know yeah. And so it kind of leaves this gaping hole in like, fine, dude, you want to be a religious artist from now on and you want to do everything in the service of your religion and, and God and all this stuff, fine. But it smells like bullshit to me. Yeah, I mean, if if it was going to a worthy cause or even the churches, you know, whatever church he decides to, to donate to, you figure that'd be a... a a PR thing. You like would think, they would, right? They it would, would be a really good PR they thing. They would talk about it. They yeah. would say, hey, just so you know, if you're going to buy this thing, 
proceeds are going to whatever. Yeah. And but I didn't see that. And I don't see that. anybody talking about right. that. So, so never mind the fact that like, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Christian music sucks. Christian rap sucks even more. Yeah. It's the corniest shit on the planet. Sorry. Never mind that fact because it's Kanye West. So the album, it's, it's probably going to slap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's probably going to be fucking dope. Yeah. But yeah, just, um, I don't know. I, I just, uh, as much as I'm a non-religious person, I still have this soft spot for people who are religious and I feel like get taken advantage of by, you know, mega churches, evangelical uh, preachers, and people like Kanye West, it seems. I'm not, like I said, I'm not definitively saying that, yeah. but this shit doesn't look right. It right. don't smell right. It just don't look right. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll be sure to re- to issue some corrections if it comes out that oh, this money is yeah we're gonna be going on top to a worthy it. cause. I'm gonna be all over it. And uh, I when know. the album drops, whenever it does, yeah. we're obviously gonna give our two cents about that too. Of so. course. So, but in the meantime, let's give our two cents about this beer. Beautifully done, sir. Mm. Uh, tonight's brew was from the Boulevard Brewing Company. That's right. It's the barrel aged bourbon barrel bourbon barrel quad, quad. barrel aged ale. ale. Mm-hmm. Ah. There you go. There you go. Brain's still working. I tore the fucking label off. <laughs> <laughs> For reasons. For reasons. What'd you think, sir? Uh, it was it was good. It was good. Very flavorful. Um, alarmingly so at the <laughs> beginning. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. Uh, it tasted... I, I definitely got the bourbon flavor in it, which mm-hmm. I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. definitely taste the bourbon in this guy. Um, I mean, it's not an easy drinker, obviously, uh, given that it's a quad. Yeah. And it's bourbon barrel aged. So go into it knowing you're going you're gonna to have to go <laughs> a good amount. Yeah. Um, I would recommend pouring it out into a glass as well because it was very, uh, uh, very bubbly mm-hmm. coming out of the bottle. Uh, so, all that being said, I'm going to give this a very strong 4.5. All right. I liked it. Um, the flavor was, I mean, pretty well balanced, but I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um, but still, still recommendable. Very good. Strong. 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 Yeah. All right. Strong four and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a four. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I, I, I don't know if it's the beer's fault or if, yeah, if it's recommended to pour it into a glass and try to, you know, sip it slow. But it was just, it was just a bit too hoppy, kind of like just really in the front. Mm-hmm. And once you once you kind of got past that, you know, kind of the the back end flavor of it mm-hmm. is delicious. Yeah. Too upfront with a lot of the with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. The, the the it's kind of hard to drink. Yeah. Just, just yeah, yeah. like when you get down. Not to easily it. drinkable for yeah. sure. It's a sipper, slow sipper, slow sip. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe that's the point of all of these. We're gonna Probably. find out. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And I can only imagine it's gonna. We opened up Pandora's box on this one. We man. sure did. Yeah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So four and a half for you, and a four for me. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, 
Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening.